brother? Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Yeah, not too bad. It's, it's just about after how 10. You feel? I had no, I had, we, I don't know how we didn't get the information, but we kind of didn't, uh, some kind of way we didn't get it, man, but um, I'm here. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sure, yeah, at least we could it, yeah, at least get good to get you on board, and uh, at least we can start off with you. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, well, I think one of the things that you know, one of the things we want to be able to do, at least together, uh, is you know, to be able to celebrate you guys' career. I mean, it's been close to thirty years. You guys have been out and uh, in an industry that really um, is is hard to navigate. It's it's remarkable that you guys are not only uh, performing together but still putting out new music um but we, you know we we started off we got an international audience people from all over the world who watch and so it's always good to get a picture of uh, where you're from and and uh, where you were born and raised what's up brother well i'm originally i'm my family's from guyana south america so i'm a guyanese man originally you know what i mean wow but we uh, I grew up here, and I was born in Baltimore. My family's from there, but of course, I always claim GT. You know, I'm a Georgetown boy. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, but uh, you know, um, so they migrated here. You know, my family were, you know, my dad, mom. Um, my dad came to the states because a church had um, invited him to minister at, you know, at their church or whatever. Um, and so that's basically how we got here. You know, that church met my dad. They had an amazing time. There was all kind of miracles and stuff happening, literally. Some of those people still alive that was, that he prayed for, you know what I mean? And, um, but long story short, those people raised an offering that brought my family here to America. And that's how we, I got here. And um, in high school, uh, well, the area we, where we came to, which is in Baltimore, West Baltimore, is where I met my, my partner. We grew up in the same neighborhood, but we became friends later in high school, and that's kind of where our friends kind of took off, you know, okay. high school years. And this is, uh, is it Dante? Dante, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, this is Dante, yeah. So, okay, so, um, so, I mean, what was the official language where you were uh, in Guyana? Was it English or...? Yeah, it's regular English. It's just broken English, you know what I mean? English, like Jamaica okay. or Trinidad, uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know. Okay. Okay. You know, it's just basically English, but we, we it's like wild, broken English, if you will. We yeah. call it broken English because it's just, if you slow it down, you can understand it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in most sure. West African countries, um, we they have we call it pidgin English, um, almost like a, a, you know, because you know you're trying to pick up what the English is saying, so you you make the best out of it. So we had the same type of thing. Um, but then, when you when you move over to the country, were you singing back in Guyana, or is it when you came to to Baltimore that you started to sing? I was actually born in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, I was born here. My mom was pregnant with me in Guyana, but when she had me, it was here in America. It was okay. in Baltimore. Okay, okay, okay. And so was it when you, so were you singing in church or did you sing and start learning how to sing in school? Uh, well, my family yeah. Are you still driving or are you stopped? 
No, I'm stopped. Okay, okay. Yeah, so David, you were telling us that um, you um, you brought you were brought up in a musical family very similar to the wine. Did you have how many siblings did you have? Who uh, and were they also singing? Six boys, four girls. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. So I was, yeah, I was saying before that it was a church that brought us over here. They raised an offering to bring my father's family here to the States. And that's how we all got here. Wow. I was actually, yeah. My goodness. And so, um, were you when they brought you guys over? Were you guys already singing? It was that a song that the family just were just constantly singing. Is it church wise? Um, we, we just grew up singing because my dad and mom used to be in a group. They used to be in a group called the Silver Tones. They started a gospel group called the Silver Tones, where they would take they would take worldly songs and make put Christian words to them. You know what I mean? Wow. And um, like my dad's. At one time, sung with Harry Belafonte. You know what I mean? Wow. Uh, my mom was, she sung, at one point, she sung for the prime minister, which is like equal as the singer for the president of the United yeah. States, uh, president of, of Guyana. Um, she sung opera too. She had like an operatic kind of voice. So um, they were singers. So they, you know, when it came to now the Lord and God, you know what I mean? They sung hymns all the time. They wrote songs. God gave them songs. You know what I mean? So, you know, growing up, we were growing up in ministry with them. So it was singing. We was around, you know, it was God and singing. That's all, you know what I mean? You know what wow. I mean? And then eating, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was, so music was all part of the whole experience. You know what I mean? And whether it was at home or at a church somewhere. And we yeah. had church in our house pretty much every day. Like every day. Wow. growing up so we sung every day hams you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, so at, yeah. at, at the at the when we eating breakfast going to school we're harmonizing somebody might be beating on the table somebody starts something somebody harmonizing you know what i mean and somebody start rapping and just it's just like literally like like you see on tv that's why i'll be looking at some of these movies be like yo this is literally my family wow people but it was normal to us i didn't think I didn't think it was anything special. You know what I mean? It was just how everybody around me was like this. You had a, I'm the youngest, so everybody I know is, singing. is musical. So I'm thinking this is how it is. You know what I mean? It ain't nothing. You know what I mean? It ain't. So they like, David, I need you to take this note. I take that note. You know what I mean? Because I, when I was younger, I had like, I used to sing all of Michael Jackson stuff. My voice was very high. So, um, but, you know, when I was young, I was always told I was going to do, you know, do music. God was going to use me and I was going to do music that was going to touch, you know, people around the world. So at the point at that time, I never really was like I sang. I sung because we were singing with the family. But I, I didn't think I really wanted to do it. Like, you know what I mean? At that time, you know what I mean? Especially as a kid, you know what I mean? Growing up, I was like, you know, I was shy, too. You know what I mean? So it's crazy how it worked later. When me and my my bro hooked up in, in high school, Southwestern man, you know, when he when he linked up with me, I was sitting down at a piano, and I had three people around me, and I was giving them their harmony notes, and Dante was watching me, and I and they was getting, it, and I was like, nah, that's that, do this, whatever, and um, and then that's when Doug, before we know it, we were singing. I think we might have been singing uh, ooh, da da do do. Ooh, da, da, do, 
The very first time that I saw your own eyes. Remember that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shy, Shy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we were singing that song. And, um, you know, you know, Dante came over and started freestyling and, like, started, like, adding something to it. And when me and Dante, like, around music, when we hooked up, that was the moment. We clicked right away, became best friends right away, started hanging out right away. Wow. And, um, you know, that was it. Dante was, my family was a church family. Dante's family, Dante was hustling. Wow. So let me give you Dante's side of it. Dante <clears throat> grew up hustling. His mother was hustling, you know what I mean? His mother was on drugs at one point, you know what I mean? So he came from a lot of drugs in his family, a lot of, like, the streets, you know what I mean? A lot of his, all his cousins was hustling. You know, at one point, Dante was, like, bringing, putting food on the table, you know, just from the streets, you know what I mean? This is a young kid, you know what I mean? Not even 18 yet, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> that was his life. So he had... You know, his mother, you know, got clean and everything and she was getting herself together. And she was like, I really want you to get your, I want you to get your license. I want you, I mean, not your license. I want you to get your diploma, your high school diploma. Because that's a big deal in their family. Nobody graduates from high school. You know what I mean? So um, he was like, all right, I'm going to do that, whatever. So the day he decides, it took him a while to get it together. You know, this talk, you know, all right, I'm going to go. You know, he's like, I'm going to go take some time. Well, he, the day he finally goes, is the day that I'm I'm playing at the piano in the school. So how our school is set up, when you come in, the first level is the auditorium and the music and all of the arts is on the first level. Everything else you have to go up these stairs to get to. And that's where like English, social study, all them other classes and everything else. And auditorium, gymnasium, all that stuff's on the first level. So when you first come in, the music room is like right to the left. And, the, and if that door is open, which it was, you can hear us in there singing, harmonizing, you know what I mean? And people in class, that's, that's that boy David singing again, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm singing and Dante hears the singing and instead of going to where he was supposed to go or check in, Dante actually went <laughs> went to the class and that's how we met. Boom, wow. that's, how, that's, that's when we connected. So, you know, everything was ordered steps, man. Everything was by design, man. Yeah. You know, how we linked up and how we're here now. Even us getting back together, we got back together because Baltimore, you might have heard about it, was in an uproar. The whole city was on fire. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because of Freddie Gray. You know, Freddie Gray was was uh, you know, wasn't done right. You know what I mean? The brother lost his life, the police brutality, and um me and Dante was actually I was in an area called Pikesville in Baltimore, right? I'm just going to show you how crazy of a coincidence so you want to say. I say it's destiny, but tell me how crazy this sounds to me, all right? You ready for this? Yeah. So I'm in an area of Baltimore called Pikesville. This is a very Jewish area. And on a, on the Sabbath, they don't do nothing. You ever been in a Jewish area? What do they do on, on the Sabbath? Yeah, they're, they're, you can't see them outside until sunset. You can see them outside. They walk in the streets and everything, right? So yeah. it's the Sabbath. So we're walking and... This is a time I haven't seen Dante in years. I haven't seen Dante. I may have maybe talked to him maybe a few times, but haven't wasn't. So I, at this time, I'm in the car. No, no, Dante at this point was doing shows with another guy. He had called me. I gave him my blessing. Brother, go do some shows with Rough Ends. You know, get that money. You know what I mean? It's whatever out here. If people want to see Rough Ends perform, 
and I'm not doing it no more. Get somebody else that are fulfilling the part. So that's what he did. He had another guy, guy named Will, and a, a girl was talking to Dante on the phone saying, yo, I, I saw the show you did with the guy Will. It was okay, but, you know, he's like, yo, you a different kind of animal. That other guy, he was cool. He could sing and everything, but it's just not the same. You need to get your brother back. And Dante is in this area, the same area I'm at, called Pikesville. And on this day, he said, you know what? I'm going to walk to the store. I usually don't walk around here because it's just as a black man, you don't, we just going to drive. We know, we know we just, <laughs> but he, he, you know, he decides it's a beautiful day. I'm going to walk. So he's walking and he's talking to them on the phone. Now switch to me. I'm in the car with my family, my wife. We talking in the phone, my son in the car. We talking, hey, you know, and I'm like, man, sometimes, you know, I miss my brother sometimes. And, you know, I was like, sometimes I look around and I, I, I say, sometimes I be looking at some people. I be like, that brother look like Dante. <laughs> I said, it be happening to me every time I go somewhere. I see, I see somebody that look like Dante. And as I'm saying this, I look over and I see this guy. And I'm like, see, see this guy right here? This guy look like it's Dante. <laughs> Oh my God, it's Dante. <laughs> and it was actually Dante as I'm saying it. Now he again he switches over to the girl. He's on the phone. I get out the car. I pull the car over in the middle of the street while the Jewish people still on the street. I pull over. <laughs> I stop the car. I don't even pull over. I stop the car. I do pull over a little bit, but I stop the car and I get out the car, you know, shut the door, and I run over there to him and I'm trying to sneak up on him. And he turns around. And he's talking to the girl, and the girl was like, "I don't care what you do, but you need to get you need to get your partner back in the group. Y'all need to figure, work it out or whatever, and get him back." And then he's looking up, and she's talking. I'm wanting to. He's like, "Hold up, hold up. You know, you know, how somebody's over talking. You trying to get a word in? <laughs> yeah. You trying to, you know, interject? You trying to interject? He's like, look, David, if you wouldn't believe what's going on, David, as you're talking, he's actually running over here. She's like, what? He's actually walking over here to me right now as you're speaking. And we just, you know, we just hug like something out of a movie, man. It was crazy. But we got together, man. And that moment, we did a song for our city called Time for Change. And that was the rebirth of, of Rough Ends again. You know what I mean? Wow. Uh, we did an album called Soul Brothers. So that was our first project we did, Soul Brothers. Soul Brothers was an album that we just had stuff off our chest we needed to get, you know, get off from from back when we was together, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, Rebirth is the album that we did with a new partnership. I have, I'm the CEO of Chance Music and Media Group. So we're a company that we're a small uh, independent music company that do media as well. So we, we got a couple films coming out. We got a couple shows coming out as well. Um, so definitely be staying, stay tuned for that. But my, my company got a deal with SRG and uh, Rebirth is the first project with that partnership. So that's why this is a special album. Shout out to Claude Bellini from SRG uh, Universal um, and the whole team over there at SRG that's been really helping us, man, and get the project going, you know? Yeah, and, and, and as I said, I definitely want to come on to because I could see the, the professionalism with the videos, um, especially, and I real, recognize in some of the credits that you're actually doing some directing and editing. But before we get there, um, most people would have always thought, and I was one of them, that, you know, especially when you guys came out, it was not common to have a duel, you know. I mean, we had it with Changing Faces. We had it with um, Zane, 
um, even had it with Coffee Brown, but it was not too many, just you know, two male vocalists um, coming out. So how did that come about? Was it, I mean, I know you, you sort of talked about how you and Dante, oops. So you told a story about how, oh. You can see me? Yeah, I can see you. Yeah. Okay, I can see you now. Yeah, so you're telling me the story about how you and Dante first met up and, and, and became instant friends. But when it came to actually coming up with a group, just did you not think, okay, we need two other guys because all the other groups from Shy, Blackstreet, Jodeci, Boysman, or at least four. Was that, what was it? What was the plan? That was the plan. Okay. You just said it. So, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, we. That's why I said when we, when we. I was sitting down with a guy named Will, um, another guy named Jerron, or Ron Henson, Ronnie Henson. His name was real name was Jerron, and then another guy named uh, I think Bullethead David. He's a guy had a real <laughs> big head. We used to call him <laughs> Big Head David. <laughs> um, but um. I was sitting with those three guys and then Dante came over and it was, you know what I mean? So, but we, we never, we never, you know, David didn't make the group, but um, the other David, you know what I mean? Didn't make the group, but it was actually, that was actually those four people originally was ended up being the group. Me, Dante, Ronnie, and Will, Fat Boy Will. And that was an amazing group. We named ourselves Ultimate Condition. We, we don't know what it means. We just it was coming up with names that sound like something. You know, we was like ultimate condition. Everybody was like, yeah, that sounds like, yeah, ultimate condition. Yeah, everybody was like, what's the name of y'all group? It was like ultimate condition. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell us not, man. You couldn't tell us not. And that was the group. Why? Because Jodeci and Boys to Men was basically the the to us the cream. The cream de la creme, you know what yeah, I mean? Of, yeah. of RB groups at that time. And Jodeci, we loved Jodeci, but then Boys to Men had a different vibe that we definitely related to as well. So they was like our two faves, you know what I mean? So we were actually trying to mimic ourselves, like you said, to be after Jodeci. We were just modeling because monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how kids learn for real. Yeah. We learn from what we see. So we're doing, you know, we're trying to be like them. So when it we had problems with other people in the group. Things didn't work out. We tried a different, got, got other guys in the group. We had another group called Forte. We got two new guys. That didn't work out. You know, those guys couldn't get along. We met Patty LaBelle with those guys and, and we had an opportunity. Those guys couldn't get along. We couldn't get in the studio and get things happen so we could get the, the, the records to her. And we lost an opportunity with that. So, it, you know, you ever heard of, uh, you know, Drew Hill had a member called Scola De Niro. They're back now together. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if you're good. familiar with Scola De Niro. Yeah. Scola is from Baltimore. He's from our same hood in Baltimore. Scola had songs like Let's Get Personal back in the day. He was on BET before Drew Hill, before any. He was the first big celebrity from Baltimore. I mean, maybe not to the world, but to us in Baltimore. Mm. He was on the radio and on television. That was it. And on yeah. BET, on the box. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he is huge and he's from our block. You know, a hood kind of dude, you know what I mean? Used to hustle, you know what I mean? So Scola was that dude for us. So Scola met us and he was like, look, I know y'all keep trying to get the, you know, get, get this group going with our guys, but look, 
if it ain't working out with them, y'all need to just go ahead with the both of y'all. The both of y'all can do it. He was like, look, y'all from around the way, y'all both the same. People love y'all, man. He's like, look, I think y'all can do it by yourself. Y'all hungry? He was like, yo, just rock with y'all. Because if it ain't working out with the group, don't let it stop you. Wow. You know what I mean? And boom. That was it. Rough Ends was born in that moment. We was like, because we kept thinking we had needed something else. Yeah, yeah. We kept, sometimes in life, you keep looking outward. Mm. I need this person. I need that. I need, you know what I mean? Yeah. And God is saying all the time, all you got to do is look your butt in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's already there. Yeah. And when we when we started to look within and started to develop who we were already, it, it just snowballed. You know, we kept meeting people that met people that met people. And we just kept going from place to place to place. And every door, a door might close, but then within 48 to maybe maybe a week, maybe a month, another door door opened. You know what I mean? We was back off and running again. And we met a guy named O.G. Pierce. O.G. Pierce is the guy that did the song. Uh, this is how we do it. O.G.'s got the flavor. This is how we... That's O.G. that he's talking about in there. That's oh, he, He's a producer. He did one... Madonna, all kind of people, you know what I mean? Anyway, he produced that first album, and he's the guy that actually linked us up, man, and uh, and, and connected us and shopped our first demo. Um, and that as a song that we did called Love Crimes in that demo that made it to David McPherson and a guy named Ron Grant over at Epic Records. Rest in peace to Ron Grant, phenomenal legend in the, in the music game, especially out of the New York marketplace. And um, but anyway, that demo. That was it. We was over at Epic Records. They signed us, got the deal. Wow. Did, a year did, later, No More Shoppers Breeze came out. Actually, a year before a year later, we, we did some songs and we did a song called uh, Please Don't Forget About Me with Nokia. And that came out. And then, then after that, No More Shoppers Breeze. Boom. Wow. I mean, yeah, what, what about dope. the name? How did you guys settle on, on the name from uh, Ultimate <laughs> to. Offense. <laughs> we weren't good at names. You know, we got really, we can write a song, but to come up with a name of a group, you <laughs> young boys, like he, we was like, um, and we, we would come up with stuff and we, and we was like, nah, that ain't it. We just knew that it just wasn't there. We was like, we just can't figure it out. You know, so what happened was it was a, um, a group you familiar with Wu-Tang Clan, yeah. but it was a group in Baltimore called the Ghetto Rats, and they were like the Baltimore Wu-Tang Clan. It was a lot of New York niggas in this group. It was some Baltimore and a bunch of New York niggas all together in one big group. It was like 30 of these niggas, you know what I mean? And uh, they had, you know, people's name was like Savage and Mordecai and all of these <laughs> different kind of names. But they were, they were some ill, ill, crazy dudes, man. Like phenomenal, phenomenal talent, especially for back in the era, it was matching with what was going on right then, you know what mm. I mean? But um, one of the cats was like, we was hanging around these guys, and these are all rappers. Some of these guys still on the streets hustling, but in the music space, when we got in the, over the house with them and we got into that music space, it was all vibes, man, and it was all love. These were some of the coolest dudes, man, we met. Uh, we would sing over their beats, and they was trying to do, you know, they was trying to do a Wu-Tang Kang kind of album, you know, they're trying to do their own project. And we were doing songs on it. And one of the guys came up with the name. He was like, yo, y'all got to come up with y'all name, yo. What y'all going to call y'all self? We was like, yo, we just tried it. Yo, we all, we tried coming up with names, yo. That just ain't, 
<laughs> yeah, but it's just not it. We was like deuce, deuce, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> we was like deuces. So <laughs> he was like, nah, you know what I mean. And then one guy was like, all right, we will think about it. A couple days later, he was like, yo, I got it. He was like, everybody was around too. He was like, yo, yo, I got the name, bro. We was looking at it. It was like rough ends. That's it. We everybody looked around like, yo, that's it. He was like, all right, well, man, that sure sound like something. We'll, we'll, you know what I mean? That sounds like something. But, you know, as, you know, it, it, I think it would be a name fitting in the sense of where the origins of, 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 of being like a diamond in the rough, you know, coming from rough beginnings, you know what I mean? This is where growing up in the rough part of Baltimore, like seeing a lot was happening as our album, we were working on our project. A lot of our friends was dying, you know what I mean? Wow. You know, when, when we, you know, we're going to be working on our movie soon the rough ends mm. movie man it's gonna be definitely uh gonna be in the works it's the first time i'm actually talking about it on the platform but um you got a lot to say man because um you know you you've seen the wire you know yeah, that's yeah. where we grew up you know i mean so our stories interwoven with some stories that's that's on there so i mean you know um there's some things to talk about what what you know what was going on and, and what we what music really saved us from yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's the blessing that God gave you. He gave you the talent. And in that talent is also your safety. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And if I wasn't looking within to get it, I'd mess around, could have been caught up on these streets and definitely would have been not been here. There's so many of my friends are gone now. You know what I mean? Um, or locked, you know, behind bars, you know? So God is good, man, to the most high God. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of us. No, definitely. I mean, when you talk about Baltimore in this way, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of Ni uh, Nigerians who are professionals who live in, in, in Baltimore, in Maryland, in, in Baltimore. I used to work for a company called Aerotech or Allegis Group, you know, headquartered out in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if you've heard, the, the guy owns the, um, the, um, the Ravens. You know, the guy who owns the yeah. Ravens. So I used to work in his company back uh -huh. in, in the 90s. Um, and I, and I remember we used to go down to Annapolis. So it, it almost seems strange when we see the wire uh, and we hear about sort of the, the, the other side of Baltimore the, uh, and the things that, that were there. Um, so for, you, for yourself and for Dante, so music was a way of escaping sort of the, the, those, that, that type of life and, 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 and getting a record deal in some sense, was that a, a way of just, you know, 100% focus on that? Um, so you, you guys have got the name and, um, it, one of the things you'd ever touched on is that were you guys, so were you guys pretty much writing and producing your own stuff in those early days before you, you signed with Epic? Was that, or were, were you, did you have somebody else coming in and bringing the music? Um, we were writing, I was kind of writing my own stuff because we didn't have and couldn't afford in the days that we grew up. You know, a studio session was a hundred and something dollars. You know what I mean? You know, you, there was nobody you can go over somebody's house. You know, and so unless you knew somebody that had some equipment that cost thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? Thousands of dollars just for a keyboard that could record. You know what I mean? And you had, you know, very limited <laughs> tracks and stuff. <laughs> it was very, you know, prehistoric. But uh, you know, so you know, so we was like. My, my family was very musical. I understood 
how to write a song because I, I was around my brothers writing songs and I sung songs and I was, you know, we had the songbook and I was looking at the chorus and, and I understood a hook and a verse and how to tra- how it transitions into the, you know what I mean? I, it yeah. just was there. You know what I mean? So I'm like, man, we can write a song. <laughs> write our own song. I know how, you know, we got this. Come on. So I started, you know, because I wrote my, I already wrote my first gospel song, the song to the Lord. That I was a kid before I even was in high school. So I'm like, I wrote a song before we, we can do this. <laughs> so we wrote a song called um, um, Anything for Your Love. That was our that was our smash little song we call Anything for Your Love. That was a song we sung for Patty LaBelle too, which was a, that's another story. But um, um, but we wrote all of these different songs and we were not knowing that we were growing. Did did you know? Did we have it all together? No. You know what I mean? <laughs> did I? Did, you know, I had the basic concept and I had the talent and the ability, but was it fully developed? No. But we kept doing it and doing it and doing it, just like Michael J- Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Thousands of shots he takes. You know what I mean? A day. Um, and, and how many people want to do that? You know what I mean? How many people want to do the sacrifice? They they want to be like Michael Jordan, but they don't want to have Michael Jordan's work schedule and his workout schedule. You know what I mean? And that's that's the that's the difference. So. Um, that's, that was the thing about us where we wasn't afraid of work as, as kids, man. And that, and that passion really drove it. Yeah. We just wanted to do it. People told us, no, we actually met a guy. We met a guy with our old manager at the time. We met a guy, we were trying to get a deal. Um, but it was all by design because even though we didn't get the deal, we still met the person that we were supposed to meet that led us to OG Pierce. Okay. That got us to Sony. So that still worked out, but we met a Troy, uh, our old manager Troy, at the time. This is before he was our manager, but he was working at labels and in, in New York, and we were trying to get a record deal. He got a a, a uh, he got what they call a a demo deal. The record, if they like an artist, and this is back in the day, man, this is golden stuff. <laughs> they used to do something called a, a demo deal. Remember that? So this is that they give you an opportunity to submit a demo for them to. Exactly. They gave me an opportunity to submit a demo, but guess what? They paid for it. Oh, okay. They gave us like, yeah, they paid for it. So true, my, my manager at the time, he wasn't, he was like trying to get us a deal. He wasn't really trying to be our man. He was trying to be our production company. But um, <laughs> he, um, at the label, he, you know, we sung for Sylvia Rome. Sylvia Rome is a name in the company that, I mean, the industry that you know, you heard yeah, of. Yeah, 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 from Electra. Um, exactly, from Electra. Um, and, um, and so we sung for her. She was like, mm, well, I like them, but, you know, I, okay, let's just do a demo deal. I'm not going to do a record deal. I mean, because it's not enough. I need to see, I need to hear something. You know what I mean? I need to hear them on a record. If they impress me, boom. So he got some money, part of that money he gave to us, because he's got the studio when it's, you know, so they, they'll give you like sometimes like ten dollars to $15,000 to do a demo. Wow. They want you to do three songs because... You know, the you know, we're going to a big studio, but because he had a nice studio in his house, you know, all that money was pretty much going to him and he was able to bring he gave, you know, a couple, you know, first time I got a comic check, you know, I, mean? I was like, hey, <laughs> the music gonna be good, man. It was like a fifteen hundred or something like that, two thousand or something we got. He gave us, you know, he took he gave us most of the money. He didn't even keep most of it for himself, but he gave us most. So it was a couple thousand we got a piece. Um 
but we did a demo and it didn't, you know, you know, but <laughs> we tried it, you know, we was, she was like, all right, you know, that's, you know, it's cool, but maybe, you know, then we met Randy Jackson from American Idol. Oh yeah. He was we didn't know Columbia. who he was. You know, we met Randy, Randy was like, mm. that's what he was like. Yeah, you know, and we're, we're sitting right there. He's talking about us. You know what I mean? But that I loved it because that's how the game, that's the, one of the things I loved about New York. They were very straight to the point. Not, sometimes people could be a dick about it, but for the, for the most part, I liked it because it, it didn't pacify the truth. Mm. Sometimes you could be whack and your friends won't tell you. Yeah, they laugh at you when you leave out the door. They like, yo, this nigga. Oh my god, this nigga think he the next Mario or something. This nigga crazy. Then you walk back in the room, and then you singing. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> they like, oh lord, yo, I, yo, I can't wait to get my new album. Out. It's gonna be crack. Y'all gonna support me, right? They like, yeah, yo, we got you. <laughs> you don't know you that nigga that can't sing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. that's how it be sometimes, you know what I mean? But but I loved it because they gave us direct truth. Like, yeah. and really when I listened, when I took a good listen to the songs, it wasn't there. Yeah. It just wasn't there. You know what I mean? It was, we had, it had potential, but, and this is where now as I've mastered and got into songwriting as a, uh, I want to say master, because you never can master the art, but um, being on, on the level of mastery, you know what I mean? You you know you learn how to do certain things and 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 where a song is lacking, you know what I mean? Because it was really just song matter. The song just needed some attention, and what we did, we were so happy to record. And a lot of times in those situations, when you're recording, where you're over somebody's house at the expense of somebody else, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't have long, so you got one shot to get the verse down, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Not one shot. So. However long you might take a couple times, but when it's down, that's it. And then he did his part, and then we laid the parts, and then we're, we're the ones putting it down. No one's really producing it like uh, like okay. how I've learned later in the business. You know what I mean? So before we got our deal, that's how we was doing stuff. We were just doing it ourselves, and I didn't know all of this. You know what I mean? I just was doing whatever I learned. How somebody tell me. Who, you know, whoever's around me, whoever I get, the, you know what I mean? We just getting it done. And but that was enough to get us to where we need, you know what I mean, to the next level, and which was no. And then that no, we took that no as okay, we gotta get, we just gotta figure it out. We didn't take it as no. We took yeah. it as I gotta figure this out. And which was do some more songs. And this the, the just the power of repetition is is mastery. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we, we did a song called Love Crimes, and that's the song that we wrote. That's the song that we did. We wrote the whole song. The guy OG produced it. He, you know, he did the track, but vocally and everything, that was my baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that song is what Dave McPherson heard. Warren Grant was like, we got to get these guys to Epic. That was the song that got us the record there. They couldn't believe we even wrote the song. You know what I mean? It was like, who wrote that? He was like, somebody definitely, y'all, y'all kick. Because we like 19, 20, 20 talking about how big of a fool could I have been to um, 
to construct the fortress of love and tear it all down again. Good things don't come easy. But, you know, this is, you know what I mean? We 19 doing this, you know, we talking on this level. He's like, yo, that ain't y'all right now, man. You know what I mean? That ain't y'all young boys from Baltimore country, dressing all country, looking like, you know what I mean, like you were Bama. You know, he used to talk about how we dress all the time, man. Shout out to David Fisher, man. Shout out to him, but we learned so much from him, man. He gave us the game. Wow. But um, but you know what I mean? That, that was what it is, you know. So some people give up on their success too quick. Yeah. You don't stay in whatever you're doing long enough to become good at what you're doing. You just fail at it and you just like, I'm done. Failure is the lesson that makes you the master. Failure is the bridge to mastery that, that's going to give you the lifestyle you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all the dreams and all the things that you desire, man. So um, and that's to anybody listening, man, and anybody watching this, whoever's watching this, I think somebody need to hear that, man, because we could have given up. A lot of times we, because when you think about it, we was doing it for so long. We was out of high school, you know, a year going by, and you know, so people like, you know, I don't want you to get too old out of high school. Y'all need to go to, you know, I had brothers giving me that walk, like, hey, man, bro, let me talk to you, bro. you know what I mean? My mother already tried talking to me, so she sent my brothers, you know what I mean? Hey, bro, look, I love the songs you're trying to do. You know, you're your man. Y'all doing some good stuff. You know, you know, I'm in the music, too. I love the stuff, too. You know, they try to relate. You know, I, I'm in it, too. You know, you know, one day, I just had to get a job. You know what I mean? I got a family. So just think about your future. Think about your future. You know what I mean? And they mean it well. They love you. Yeah, they don't, yeah. you know what I mean? But this is all they know. But when you have a dream in your heart, brother, when you got a dream that's that is burning when you, you know, I'm dreaming about songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally, I'm not just saying it. It's facts. Like, I wake up out my sleep and I had the right word. That's how I wrote the song, <laughs> We Could Be Mine. Wow. You know what I mean? So, this is, when music is in you like that, Yeah. you know, I'm like, I don't have no kids. I'm young. I got to go for it now. And I'm going to give it all I got right now. I'm going to yeah. do everything I can do. And that was my mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and one, of the, one of the deciding factors is when I met Patti LaBelle. And when Patti LaBelle, we, I, I don't want to go through the whole story, but it was a, it's a really good story of how you know, we met her, but we sung for her. And, but uh, she invited us back to a hotel and all of that. And she's wow. like, look. You know, I want to hear y'all sing or whatever. She was going to give us an opportunity. And this is when I was a, we was a four-man group. But okay. again, all things happen for a reason. And it wasn't supposed to be a four-man. But in that in that, uh, that moment when we had the experience with Patti LaBelle and met her, she, you know, pulled me up. She heard me sing. And she gave every one of us a critique about our singing. And um, she told me, she was like, oh, my God. You know, when somebody like you, you can yeah. tell. So when she got to me, you know what I mean? She says the nice stuff about everybody. You know, one guy had a real high voice. I mean, this guy was like, his voice was like, like young Tevin Campbell, but he was wow. an older guy. You know, he was like our age, you know, 20, you know what I mean? But young, high, very nice voice. You know what I mean? Everybody was that. Another dude was like Brian McKnight. Um, but when she got to me, she was like, I love your voice. It's so different. It's unique. And you you got this. You know, she just told me. And I, that moment, I, I was really... In my life, I was really contemplating, like, I'm trying to, you know, am I going to keep chasing this? I don't want to keep trying to do this. But then mm. I'm old and then I, it ain't never work out because I'm that <laughs> nigga that's working at McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, nigga, you still singing? Yo, you still singing? <laughs> 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 you know, I didn't want to be that nigga. You know, I didn't want it to be him, you know? 
Somebody trying to call me now. I can't do it. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I mean, were you not starstruck seeing Padre LaBelle? I mean, she's a, she's a living icon. I mean, that's what I'm saying. When when she's she's a living icon. When I left out of there, that's when I realized that okay, I know what I'm doing. Like, there's no more wavering because I had family telling me this, and you know, your family love you because. So even though you've got all the people in the neighborhood and talent shows you've won and all of the stuff doing, we're still back around the way. I'm still looking at the box, looking at where I really want to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's all cool, but I'm still back in the hood. You know? yeah. It's all good. So so it's like you start, and then, you know, people, niggas around you, niggas hustling, getting money, girls, you know what I mean? you like, yo, I ain't getting no pussy. You know, niggas, girls don't want to date me. They like them niggas, they singing, they broke. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you got all that's going on. You know, in your mind as a young, young, you know, as a young man, you're like, I don't want to waste my life. You got all this stuff you start to think. Am I wasting my time? Is it going to happen? Because mm -hmm. we, we, at this point, we've tried different things. But when Patti LaBelle said, you can sing, you have a wonderful voice, you got this, you can do this, you definitely can do this. I walked out of there, built. And you say you walked out there feel like a million dollars? I walked out of there feeling like a million dollars and and I was bulletproof. I had rhino skin. You know, rhino skin is like bulletproof skin. Like now any no is fuel. Mm. When somebody said I can't, nigga, in my mind, yo, whack, y'all wasting your time. Y'all like, y'all like a y'all like a, a whack ass, uh, y'all like a whack ass boy. You signed with Epic. Now, was this directly with Epic or was it through a production company? It was through OG Pearson Production Company. Okay. Later, Epic brought him out of the situation and, and Epic had us with the record by the second album. By the second album, yeah. Now, did, did you guys, because I think this is the, you know, I, um, I, I interviewed Woody um, from Drew Hill Um and and one of the things that you know Woody was talking about how both he and Cisco sort of got signed and 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 they didn't know you know they had all the uh... yeah. Now I was saying I was talking to Woody uh, Woody Rock uh, interviewed him and he was just talking about you know but when he and Cisco they got the deal. And they had all the music and stuff, but they didn't know about the industry. I mean, when you guys were signed to OG and 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 Epic, did you guys know about okay what you're signing and everything? Did you did would that? You know? No, we didn't know. And shout out to OG. OG could have took us to the bank, but he didn't. He didn't sign our publishing. He didn't own our nothing. He said, "Don't sign your publishing." He gave us. He said, "Whatever you do, don't sign your publishing." You don't need to do a publishing deal. Wait till your stuff is hot. And when you write a record, they... He told you not to sign a piece. I mean, that's really remarkable. He actually told you, you know, explain about the publishing and 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 and, and things like that. Um, that's very rare. I mean, no, I not really, we still didn't really understand it. We still really didn't understand it, but we, we just didn't, you know, he didn't take it. And because we did the deal through him, he protected us. 
wow. from signing that. You know what I mean? So, and so, and, and that, so when, even though when he, oh, they bought him out, they didn't own like our publishing still was like not owned through Sony. You know what I mean? Like Sony didn't get our stuff or nothing. It was still, he still had, did it in a way where he protected. That's why I got a lot of respect for him for real. Like he ended up passing away, you know, some years later, but um, he was a really good dude, man. For real. Wow. Shout that, out to OG Pierce. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's very, that's very rare. I mean, I think the only other person I've heard, only two people I've interviewed over 70 artists and the only two people who've had who'd done that was Eddie F who did it for the guys at intro and also um um Flavi no, so how, how long usually is your interview is it a half an hour interview or is it like you know, I'm just trying to get the, the time because we usually do either 20 minute or half an hour yeah, I mean the, the the interviews. I mean, as you can see, you know, from from you your story, I can hear you fine now. Okay, you can hear me. No, okay, you're, you're a little froze because you know one of the things that the 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 fans are listening to mm -hmm. are, are are hearing your story. I mean, your journey. As, apart from mm -hmm. you know, it's different for you just saying, "Yeah, we've got this new album," but most people won't have known how you guys came. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, and so I mean, uh, you've given us a lot of very interesting sides about yourself, because what I, one of the things for me t is what I recognize is. That, oh? I'm just, I'm just, you know. Yeah, I got you a lot. Of, I, I gave you some good. I gave you some stuff I ain't give nobody. Yeah, <laughs> I gave you some stuff I, I never give nobody. <laughs> You, yeah, but but you know one of the things is it it's really it's really it's really giving the people the insight of about you because I as I said to me I look at two guys the friendship and I'm like man how did these guys stay together and stuff so and now we can start to see the correlation I mean but also you know the story about OG person protecting you guys it says a lot as to why you guys can still be in this business still today. Because a lot of other people hadn't didn't have the same type of uh, sort of guardian angel, and it's affected how they are now. Um, so, so a lot of that tells a different story and kind of gives us a, a picture as to how you guys are still being able to be successful. You know, thirty or almost thirty years later, when most of your compatriots mm -hmm. are, are are touring, but not making or not releasing new music. So that's why I was really keen on really interviewing you guys, is to say. How is it possible? Well, I mean, it, it, well, I would say this from, from being somebody that's in the business. You have people that have gotten taken advantage of, but that still are now owning their stuff now and are. You know, um, your very first single. Um, I know it was produced by Eddie F and Dan Lighty, Untouchables, the, the No More, which was mm -hmm. a, a, a massive global hit. Um, and at that time, um, Eddie F and Untouchables, they were doing a lot of, they, they did stuff with Donnell, with, um, they did stuff with um, 
with Next, the guys Jay. dancing. So they had that sound that they had the sound going. John B. Yeah. yeah. And they had the sound. But the only thing about what you guys did is you had the you had the antidote for the guys because you know we were used to the women talking about scrubs and and bills, bills, exactly. bills. So you guys exactly. came out with the, the anthem for the fellas, which was really, you know, you know, really powerful stuff. Did when, it was when a they, voice. Yeah, when they brought it to you guys. And it was perfect timing, you know what I mean? So again, you see how it was divine design, like literally, I'm not gonna say that no more wasn't a great song, but I believe, I mean, this is my personal thing, I believe because like you said, it was Scrubs, Bills, we, it was so much female songs that was bashing guys at the time, yeah. and it wasn't a lot of guys that we didn't have many answers, so yeah. when that song hit and got in the top 10, it was the perk, like, so, like, you know what I mean, I can't even tell you how many guys would pull me over and be like, yo, you don't even get it, man. I had this girl that was, she was sleeping with my best friend. Wow. I sent her the song, whatever. She was using all my money, used to have my credit cards, all that. The same thing in that video. I, he's like, I cried when I seen the video. He was like, that was my life. Y'all was giving up everything. I love this girl, man. She was, you know, and like had my child not knowing she was doing this. That. I'm like, dang. Wow. You know? And I didn't know, I, I didn't even know a song like, that could, you know, I'm just thinking it's just, you know, it'll be a love song or a slow song that somebody be like, yo, that song really touched me. He was like, yo, no more is my shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, hey, man, what can I say? Timing, man, is everything. And, and, and you know, it, it really put really put rough ends in, in R&B history with that record, you know? Yeah. I mean, when 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 the song was presented to you guys, did because, you know, you guys, you know, writing your own track, were you hesitant about taking somebody else's track were you for the for the big single or did you not think no we've got our own stuff no well at this point when you know when we got the label it was all about when we got with sony it was all about sony but again dave mcpherson it took us a year to get our album done so dave mcpherson really again he put us with people to write and produce you know like to write with so he a lot of times put us in positions to write, you know what I mean? And it literally it took us a year. Hmm. It only took a year because we didn't find it. So that means we were writing for a long time. Now there was a lot of records that people wrote again within that year for us too, that still didn't make it neither. Because sometimes you can write a great song, but it's just not, it doesn't fit rough ends. He was trying to find a sound too, hmm. not just a great record a sound that matches the image and the style of the group too. You know what I mean? So that was really uh, what we were trying to find too, you know, something that, you know, just all gels together with the, with, you know, with the photos, with the, how we look, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think we found that one with the right producers, Eddie F. And No More was the last song we did on the album. Wow. The album was pretty much already done. And he said, oh, let's just go and do one more with Eddie F. We'll see if we can get something, you know, because we already got something but we think we got something but let's see if we're gonna uh, do this adf thing and see if we get that was it wow. 4 a.m vocals wow no more shopping sprees did did you, you know did, I mean so did you know it did you feel it there was gonna be a hit when you when you recorded it or did you think oh not bad no i thought it, i thought it was gonna be a, a like i thought it could be like a hit but not a hit like it became. I thought it could be out on radio and do well, like be up, you know, top 10, top 20, you know, be up something. That song people know, 
But yeah. I didn't know it was going to be at the number one R&B song, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, and, and hit a number one spot for R&B. And we was all about, we didn't care about any of the other genre. For us, R&B, to be a number one on R&B was everything for us, you know? So, um, we, but we, I had no idea. And I mean, again, Boys to Men, Jodeci's our idol. We was, we was into love songs. We wanted to like, uh, we wanted to do songs where we can really sing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And do all of that. No more wasn't that. It was... Baby, relax, sit back and chill. Just give me a second and let me tell you how I feel. All around town, you've been stepping out. You know what I mean? It's like rapping. Giving you my mouth make you think I wouldn't find out. You know what I mean? It's like talk, rapping kind of a thing. And it was cool. It was like, it was a trendy little thing. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but we can't wait to get to that. Joe to see Joy. You know what I mean? That's, the, that's what's going to get him. Not knowing no more was the one. That's why it's so great to have a team. Yeah, and yeah, but it did showcase your two vocals, though, because it was interesting having yourself and Dante, you know, different verses and stuff. And but also that's that that the scream no more kind of thing, you know, almost like that's it, you know, kind of we kind of felt it as if, you know, you're saying it reminded me of um, Orange Juice Jones in the rain kind of thing, because that was the first time we heard that kind of, you know, you're, you're not going to have you, I, you remember Orange Juice Jones in the rain? Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, songs. yeah. So it's the same kind of that same vibe about you know that's it, you know, and it's very rare for guys to kick girls out. So it was almost a throwback to some of us, like, wow, yeah, this is yeah, we've taken taken up stuff. So, um, what did having a big single do for for you guys right off the bat from Sony? Did it did it mean that okay, rough ends are priority, or did did it make a massive difference in in how they treated you guys from the beginning? Um, it made a little difference, but it put Sony back on the map. Billboard wrote an article that said Rough Ends is the first group on Epic to have a hits to have a number one R and B hit since Michael Jackson and Luther Vandross. Yeah. So it put Epic back in the in the. So they were using a lot of that. A lot of the reps in the field, you know, when they go to radio, mm -hmm. they like you know people wanted new Rough Ends, but they was giving them other people 3lw and all of these other groups you know what i mean which was you know which is strategies that they use but um you know that's what it was man you know it was was what it was you yeah know, you said you know somebody to love you is is another another massive hit actually from uh, you know which was actually you know to some people they actually prefer that as a bigger hit from from you guys for, for you exactly. know was that the, the sort of the ballad that you really were looking and crying out for that you thought would have the lasting effect? Mm-hmm. That's the ballad. <laughs> That's what we wanted. But it's great because No More is a side to Rough Ends. We are, there is a rough urban rap hip-hop side, you know what I mean? That's why we call it hip-hop soul in the beginning, you know what I mean? Mm. It was the hip-hop soul group duo, you know what I mean? So um, hip-hop is definitely influenced um, you know, us in a big way, you know what I mean? It's the culture, it's growing up in the hood. I mean, hip hop is, is through the veins and, the, you know, the fabric of, of every ghetto in America, you know what I mean? So, um, and so is R&B as well. So um, I think, um, you know, it's just inevitable, so. But, but you mentioned hip hop, and I know you, you did some collaborations with, uh, I think it was Ghostface and stuff, but how did, because, you know, for, for all of us who loved R&B, we started to notice towards the time when you guys came out, 
how much hip hop was being pushed by the labels. And it just meant that a lot of our groups, Jodeci, even Boys to Men, all these groups that we loved, even SWV, when I interviewed Lily, was saying, yeah, they just, that third album was pretty much hip hop collabs and, and which affected them. How much of it did you notice that effect? How much it was the exposure you guys were getting in R&B towards that 2002? You said how much did I? We yeah, I mean, did you now? did you notice the, the effects of how hip hop was? Oh yeah, taking? I definitely noticed it. Yeah, I mean, it was. We used to love it because I re I remember it used to be R and B and hip hop, and then hip hop we started to get bigger. Then it became hip hop and R and B. Yeah, the the station started. They started tagging the station. Yeah, ninety five point nine hip hop and R and B. First it was ninety five point nine R and B and hip hop. You yeah, know what I mean, <laughs> but we play the best of R and B hip hop. Now, now we play the best of hip hop and R. We was like, what? Y'all switching it? Y'all better switch that thing back. But hey. <laughs> What can you say? Another genre that Black people have made in America that has, has taken over the world. You know what I mean? So it just shows you, you know, how powerful we are. And I, and I, I just, I take ownership of it. I ain't mad at it at the end of the day. Still my brothers at the end of the day that's okay. doing it. Okay. Um, so, but but it, it did affect, the, your, your, you know, album sales and, and, and airplay and, and stuff for you guys. So personally, did you... It, you know, it must, I mean, the fact also that, you know, you, you come to, you're trying to do a third album with Sony, but the, the, the priorities are all changing. Indeed. Well, I mean, I don't think, it, you know, we had our, our group, you know, we, we left Sony not because of the, or we definitely, we left Sony because of, it was a lot of stuff happening. At the time when we left Sony, you familiar with Tommy Mottola? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Tommy uh, Matola <laughs> is on the way. Yo, well, Tommy got fired, and everybody, it's like a, a new president getting elected. He's letting everybody go and putting his own people in there. Oh. You see what I'm saying? And in that whole changeover, the Japanese people came home. There was a lot of people taking money. There was a lot of stuff happening in that thing. So, um, we were able to leave Sony and not and be debt free, which was a wonderful thing. And um, and we, you know, we tried to move on. We had a nice situation, but me and you know, me and my partner, we ended up breaking up as a group. You know what I mean? We ended up parting ways. I had a baby on the way, and you know, I, I went to a, another. You know, I went into a spiritual journey. I, you know, I started a family. You know what I mean? Which was again all by design you know what i mean so it's, it's, it's things that i needed to get into and learn about about my spirituality and about what it is to be a father and being able to be home and, and being you know being a stay-at-home dad and having a, a family and um, you know what i mean all of that kind of stuff you know so you know now there's another, there's a mature me coming to the picture. You know what I mean? Mm. There's a lot, I have a lot more life I've lived. Um, a lot of people have died in my life since then. It's, it's, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. There was a lot of joy, all of that. You know, I got a lot of life. So now we, we've come back together to finish the catalog, you know? And um, we're excited about the future of um, R&B. And, and I think 
things are, my dad used to say things, there's nothing new under the sun mm. and everything mm. comes back around. And I remember when I first got my high top fade, he was like, man, bro, that ain't new. We, I thought it was a new haircut. I never <laughs> seen it before. I'm like, yo, I want one of them. You know what I mean? Everybody was getting them, and I was like, he was like, bro, he's like, we've been, like, having fades. I didn't, I'm like, they ain't had, he's like, man, we had fades back in the day. I'm like, for real? He's like, yes, bro. Back in the, you know, 60s, you know, he's like, yes, fades. <laughs> you know what I mean? That ain't, you ain't saying that, dude. Them haircuts, them styles, they was, they, we've seen them, man, names for them and everything. So it's, it's like that. And with music. If you look at it, it's a lot of recycling going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and again, you know, what's authentic after a while must come rise to the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just has to. So yeah. it's only a matter of time. And I feel like um, new and old, it's a lot of new artists that I, I respect. But new and old, I think everybody is, is pushing towards that, you know, and I think people want to hear new music. People want to hear real music, live music. They want to hear music with depth mm. and not just sex and getting, you know what I mean, take me home and, you know what I mean, you, your girlfriend can come to, you know, we can all of that, you know, because after that, that ain't going to keep you in a relationship. You know, it's mm. a lot of people posting now, I need to, I need music that's going to keep, you know what I mean, I'm tired of like, keep getting a new man a new man i need music that's gonna keep me like get me married you know what i mean i need different yeah. kind i gotta let this i gotta get rid of all this you know i was about to name a couple you gotta edit this bro don't put me out there looking no, 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 no. <laughs> but you formed david chance music and media group what made chance you music and media sorry, group. chance so chance yeah what made you mm -hmm. decide to go that direction um because you know that was a big chance. It was a big chance, but yeah. but you you know what, what made you? What was the vision to to be? You started your own. It was this is when we were separated? So Chance Music Group started when, you know, I was we were apart, and I I had a gospel label, and that's what it started as a gospel. You know, I was putting out music, and I was doing inspirational music, gospel mm -hmm. music. I signed a couple Christian artists. I was a. Uh, a group called Rooted Deep. They were Christian contemporary artists out of Virginia Beach. Um, so I was doing, you know, I was doing albums, you know, putting out projects independently, you know, and, you know, going to radio, doing the same, you know, promoting my little groups and everything. I was with, you know, at the 700 Club down in there and meeting okay. people and doing, you know, I was doing missionary trips into Africa, like you wow. name it. I was about it. Like I was, you know what I mean? So, um, and all of that was a part of, you know, that's all a part of who I am. You know, that's what I saw growing up. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like, now I have a family. I'm doing missionary. I'm doing mission. Now I'm, I'm bringing that mission to the music now. Mm -hmm. And um, bringing the, the story of love back to the center phone with, with R&B as the, as the vehicle to bring the message, you know? So um, I think it's a perfect time because there's so much R&B, especially back in our day, that just had so much substance. Yes, yeah. we had sex songs back in our day, too, and it was crazy. Yeah, We had some songs that was a little crazy, too. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but we had so much song with meaning, though. You know, Stevie Wonder's album, you know what I mean? You're looking mm -hmm. at uh, um, Earth, Wind & Fire, like those records, man, you know, 
yeah. just keep going back and back, you know. Um, but when you look at the 90s, you know, um, Jodeci's first single, you know what I mean? Um, he's talking about Forever My Lady, you know what I mean? Forever, oh, he said, so you're having my baby and it means so much to me. There's nothing more precious than raise a family. That was huge for the hood. Yeah. Because at that time, there was a lot of the, we had the stigma of being out of the house and niggas ain't never, he, you know, he's a no beat daddy because he ain't never, no, the, the daddy ain't never around. You know what I mean? So for them to come out with a record to make something like that, uh, like cool and, yeah. and, and the thing to do, you know what I mean? To be, to be a man that's vulnerable. You know, we really was impacted by Jodeci because they had gospel roots, which which was dead in my heart. But they had urban vibes, you know what I mean, which was my, which was all, you know, which was a part of where we grew up. You know what I mean? So we definitely loved Jodeci a lot, but we had, you know, love Boys and Men just as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as it, as we wrap it up, though, um, did did the separation from your good friend Dante did that? help you to sort of, sort of re because you, you you know the picture you describe and I can't wait for the movie of you guys reuniting it almost feels as if even though you were with, in the same city and, and a phone call away it's almost as if it, it it was designed like you know you needed to grow apart to, in order to make you know to build this foundation you have now exactly exactly because sometimes Two people together will keep doing the same thing. And there's sometimes in life, and it's not until I've lived life and looking back, because I would have stayed still wanting to, I wouldn't have wanting to get into father. I like I this is this is my mindset was still, this is my shot. Like I'm going all in. I don't want no family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of father I would have been. You know what I mean? So um, I'm glad that things happened the way that it happened. You know what I mean? Um, where, you know, we just went out, went out different ways and parted and whatever. And, you know, but we always, we were, we, we brothers. So we always had love, just like family, you know, families sometimes don't speak, mm. but they still love each other and they still going to support each other. We always had love for each other, but it was just like, all right, I got to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, and that's what it was. So, for me, I never stopped doing music. I had putting out artists and all of that, but all that I was doing with other those independent artists was really, again, me honing my production skills, mm. writing all of that. Still, you know, learning the art of songwriting because I was writing songs for soundtracks. And I had to write songs for people's albums. They would pay me fifteen thousand to do their albums. I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. I was able, to, I was making a living, you know, and my little royalties. You know, when you think about the power of music, you don't have to be a millionaire. You know, when you think about what your bills are every month, you know, nobody's bills is $100,000 a month. <laughs> Most people's bills on average is, you know, four or $5,000 a month, something like that. You know, really. And when you think about that, if you had four or $5,000 coming in every single month that was covering your bills, that would change your life. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, and in that, that's the power of music. So being able to do things and being able to, um, you know, start a business and, you know, try other things and be entrepreneurial and try to get you late. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a blessing to be able to do that. You know what I mean? And, and uh, 
and really be able to help support my family and, you know, stuff like that. So, again, again, all by design, man. Yeah, and, and then Rebirth, because, um, you know, I, I really love Congratulations. Oh, and, man, and I think that. Why, but why I like it is that it's not the typical song. It's, you know, mm. most of the songs, it's about... Um, I'm going to be the, you know, the back man or something like that. But this is like, you know, we had love. It didn't work out. Uh, I, I don't want to let you go, but you know what? I'm going to let you go and actually congratulate you on your new relationship. And for those of us who've had those kind of relationships in the past where, you know, you've seen your ex with somebody else. And I even remember Dr. Strange, you know, the whole thing about his seeing his ex move on and being able to say congrats. And actually, you know, let go. That's that. It's really, and I just love yeah, exactly. the vibe of it. <laughs> exactly, you hit it right on the head, brother. You hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head. We wanted to do something different. See, the pandemic had a lot to do with why we changed the perspective of the song. You know, when you really believe in purpose, if you're a person that believe in destiny, then you would treat people different along the journey. You know what I mean? When you look at life as I'm on this road getting to where I'm supposed to be, there's a destination I'm getting to. And sometimes you could be in a relationship and you, this person is a, somebody that you met along the way. They're not going with you. Mm. And when you find out they're not going with you, are you going to be bitter? See, when I look at it and you put it in that framework, there's no bitterness. But if I'm all in my feelings like, man, that's messed up, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's how we are. Yeah, that's how most people are, and that's this is the, again this is the grown man approach. See, mm. I would I can't I couldn't write that song ten years twenty years ago. Yeah, I can write this kind of a song now. You know what I mean? Because I've lived and I've understood that. You know, yes, we are part of the process of uh, of the things that are happening in our life, but there's also so ultimate design uh, of someone that is behind the scenes that's, that's making everything happen. And once we realize that that's really going on then along the way on this road, on this journey, you, you know, it, I, 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 I want to treat people well on that journey. Yeah. I'm not going to be spiteful yeah. anymore because we all are trying to get to love. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You know, if it's not you, I'm sorry it didn't work out between us. You, I'm going to get out your way. You, I'm a, you know, we, let me move out the way you go find love. Look, blessings. Look, you need something. Here you go. Boom. I wish you well. Hope you find what you're looking for. I'm sorry it didn't work out. I'm gonna go look because I'm I'm not wasting time. We look, we running out of time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Niggas trying to get to love. People want to be. People want love, man. This yeah. is in our DNA. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, all that playing games and all that. Oh wait, you know, we ain't got time for that. You know, and so this is a this is a this is a way of perspective to look at it that will leave both the people yeah. healed and whole and complete and not bitter yeah. and angry. Yeah. Because all you're doing is taking that with you to the next relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're 100% so right. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not helpful. And, and I was actually glad that there was no twist in the end of the video because <laughs> she's in a wedding dress. And I'm thinking, I hope this is no Drew Hill's in my bed child twist. So I'm glad exactly. you stuck with the storyline because it, it's nah. It's the and it, 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 look, it, look. I love my director, but he wanted some twist in there, and I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I, I, you know, I love you, DC, but you should have gave me some creds on that, on that daggone uh, congratulations. Yeah. Nah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Nah, no. Shout out to DC, phenomenal director. But I, I mean, I got to work with him. My, my son actually was the d- director of photography, so he shot it. Wow. You know, my production company produced it. So, um, you know. What? Um, but I, I, I like the production of it, not just the song. They, they, it has this really um, soothing sort of vibe to it. You know, very meditative stuff. Who were you doing? Mm. Who, who did the production on that? Because it was really. Yeah, like, I produced it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I produced the whole Rebirth album. Wow. My son produced "Party Over Here," um, and he produced um, "Running Through My Mind," and and he also produced overnight wow so he's keeping and the family so he's keeping the family music music going yeah dance music group baby let's go i mean but you know you got to train him young man he you know he's got it he can sing and all that he's doing videos and movies and all kinds wow. of stuff now he's gonna be crazy he's gonna be a young phenomenal dude man in this game and then finally, because you know, one of my favorite guests I've had is uh, Crazy Bone, the, one of the most humble mm. guys I've had on my show. I mean, I was surprised how humble and down to earth he was, and it was really right. good to see him um, on uh, feature with you guys on your body. How how was it like working with 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 him? Man, he's really cool. Like you said, a really cool dude. Man, really down to earth, soft spoken, shy, soft spoken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. You would just think something else, but he's a really nice person, brother. Man, I got we got nothing but love and respect for for Crazy Bone, man. He he uh just got on the song, man. You know, it was not we sent him the record. He it was no problems. It wasn't like you need to talk to my attorney and all of this stuff. <laughs> he just sent the record back in, a, in about a week. Sent it back. It was done. Wow. We heard it. We was like, oh my god. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, we were just it was one of our bucket lists. To work with uh, Bone Thug, so to, to have Crazy, Crazy is one of our favorite yeah. members out of the group. You know, what I mean, we love the group, but Crazy is one of our favorites. We got two favorites, and Crazy is one of them. Wow. So, um, shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony, man. But yeah, if, if everybody watching this, y'all got to go get that Rebirth album. It's available right now, streaming everywhere. At official Rough Ends is the Instagram and our Facebook, and the Real Rough Ends on Twitter. And uh, check out the new video, man. Streaming on BT Soul now. And it's also available on our YouTube channel. So we want you to subscribe to our YouTube as well. Yeah. And it's, it's actually doing, doing some big numbers, over 140,000 on, on, uh, on your YouTube channel. So, I mean, and it's getting, it's really having a big vibe. So, you know, as we finish, David, I mean, what's, um, you know, so you've got the album out. What, you know, what else can fans expect from Rough Ends, you know, as we get into the end of, you know, middle of 2022 into 2023? tour man we're gonna be we're gonna be coming to the uk um in october so we're excited about that yeah um, i might be having the dates wrong but i know we're coming either in september or october. i think it's october october 30th so september. yeah I've, oh yeah. you already know so, yeah, i've interviewed october, i've interviewed donnell uh, he's we see, oh, okay, we're, we're gonna meet up so i'm gonna see you guys cut closer so interview them oh H-Town. so well that's gonna so be a party so we're gonna, i'm gonna see you guys so uh, yeah because you've helped yeah everyone's gonna put me down i didn't know that's where i'm calling anything I, I you know you know i didn't know that's where you were calling from but until like after yeah. so i'm like i think i wanted because it was another guy that has a uk accent but he's not in the uk he's here so i'm like okay is this 
So, okay, this is an official UK interview. All right, that's what's up. Yeah, I mean, I'm here in London. London yeah, love. just outside London. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what's up. Man. I got a lot of family there, man. Shout out to the chances in London. Got nothing but love for y'all, man. Shout out to all <laughs> my family, all my cousins over there. We love y'all. Yeah. So, I mean, so apart from us seeing, are you, you know, I noticed you're, you, you, you're touring out in the States as well and stuff. So, the fans yep. will be able to start seeing you on, 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 the, on the stage. Yeah, we are working on a tour with Jay Brown and new artist Lavelle. Um, you know, Jay Brown's got a new record with Tank that's top 20 right now on the charts. Mm. Doing really well. Lavelle's got a top 10 R&B record with Anthony Hamilton. And, uh, of course, congratulations to Impact the Radio right now as yeah. we speak. And it's really, really doing well. It's climbing. So we, we're excited to push. Um, so, guys, um, I'm going to put all the details to where you can uh, find uh, – Ruffin's new album, Rebirth, um, some really amazing singles, uh, and the album is is really good. I mean, it it's really it's really refreshing to see you guys uh, thrown back to proper R and Bs that we can listen and hear, and not leaning on um, on sort of trap rap and 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 uh, vocalers and stuff like that. So um, definitely appreciate the music that you guys. Are, are, are doing and, and what you're doing for us um i always end by ask, asking my guest that if you were stuck in an elevator and had to watch a movie until they get you out what movie would you request to see that's a good i was stuck in an elevator and i was i'll probably watch Something godly. <laughs> if, I, if I was afraid, if I knew I was good, then I probably would. But if it was like danger, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm watching the Ten Commandments. Or something, no, no, you know it's, I mean? it's like oh, throwing that Charleston has. No, it's like your whole. What, what, it's almost like what's your favorite movie? Like what's your go-to movie kind of thing? Oh, well, I got you, got you. If, if it was that kind of thing, all right. So if it was like that, I would say um, either The Matrix, okay, Trilogy, any one of those three movies. You know what I mean? Especially reloaded and, and part one and reloaded is crazy. Okay, yeah, I like I, I like the first one. And then final question is always, what is your sort of all time favorite song by you know by any artist? Uh, that's that's impossible for me to answer. I don't have an all time favorite. It's too many favorites. This is too many. Like I love music that much. Like I don't okay. have one song. Like it's too many songs that's coming with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, like I'm so, bringing them all. To the yeah, okay, no, like, okay. I'm so sorry, but I, I can I can name some songs. You know what I mean? But if you um, had to narrow it down to just if one, I had that, to, something Stevie Wonder, something about as an artist. You know, Stevie Wonder is an artist that I will listen to. Um, you know, my mom or one of her favorite artists was Nat King Cole, okay. and something about his voice, and that that's what Stevie Wonder does to my voice. Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, like. I used to hear, um, I'll be there. Okay. I heard that song, him singing that song, and I, I would burst into tears just mm. hearing him sing it. Like, I would hear it on the radio, and i just start crying. My mother's like, what's wrong? What happened? What's going on? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, what is wrong? What's happening? Tell me. What's going on? Did somebody do something to you? She thinking somebody molested me or something? Like, who's messing with you? I'm like, no. It's the song, Mom. I don't know. It's the music. Wow. And that's when she was looking at me, started looking at me different, like this boy different. <laughs> you know wow. what I mean? Yeah. This boy different. But um, yeah, man, the, you know, the music would just hit me a certain kind of way. Those, those are the kind of artists that hit me a certain kind of way, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, 
So one song from either one of them, would you? Yeah, uh, a song from even Michael Jackson, you know what I mean? Um, one of his slow songs, you know what I mean? Or if I'm, if I'm in a good mood, I might do one of his up-tempo. But Stevie One, of course, that comes to his just his life songs, you know what I mean? He's one of my favorites. So what's um, your favorite Michael Jackson slow song then? Um, probably Lady. Um, Is it The Lady of My Life? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, like, unlike most people, that's you know, I if anyone asks me what's your favorite song ever, that is my all-time favorite song. Uh, you know, I don't even think twice. In fact, I don't. And um, you say Lady Tim? Yeah, that's my all-time favorite. That's great. Song. That's uh, my partner's. That's his all-time favorite. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's one of my favorite slow songs from Michael. But it's because how he kills the end of that song. Well, he go right back. You love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. You know he had to end up there. You know he had to yeah. end up. Yeah. You know, he ain't going, he, you know, he, he'll give you something different. But it's going to come right back. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Woo! yeah. Woo! You know what I mean? He's going to go right back there. You know what I mean? That's what I loved about him. Yeah. But um, his up-tempo stuff, that, I'm going to say, I'm going to sound not going to sound Okay, yeah. Want to stay that was one of my favorite dancing. I, I just would just... My father used to have to, like, we would be walking and out, like, we used to walk down to a place called the, uh, it was Polak Johnny's, but they used to have donuts, and my father used to have a Bible study there, like a Bible, men's Bible breakfast prayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think my dad used to go to one of those, yeah. Yeah, like, exactly, you know what I mean? So, we, we would go and, um and but we used to pass by this record store that was on the shop, and, and you know, I would usually follow him, but when, when they had the music outside, and they playing that song. I'm there, I'm there. And I'm just <laughs> my father crossed the street. He looked, he looked back, he looked, and he don't see me. He looked, there's a crowd of people around me, and I'm just did it. <laughs> I think I'm Michael Jackson. I'm over there dancing to him, <laughs> trying to do the moonwalk and all that kind of stuff. People looking at me, and I'm a little, I'm like six years old. They like uh, this little boy <laughs> crazy. Oh goodness. Uh, David, it's been great uh, talking to you. It's a pity we, you know, we had the, the technical stuff, but it's been really good. As when you see Donnell Jones, ask him what his favorite song is, and he'll tell you the same thing. He actually wrote oh, he wrote man, a song called "Loving You," based on "Lady in My Life." That's how much he loved the song. He wrote his own version of it, and wow. uh, that's his yeah. Uh, and then if you ever see Pamela Long, who used to be in Total, that's the same thing with her as well. So that's that, crazy. there's a number, and actually. Crazy Bone is a massive Michael Jackson fan as well. Wow. He actually got into music after seeing Motown 25. He told his folks, I want to be a sing- I want to go into music because he saw Michael. So he's he's a massive Michael fan. So when you when you next That's talk to crazy, crazy, ask him about yeah. So there's there's a lot of people who who are not inspired by Michael, but just love his music and stuff. Um but yeah, I can't wait to see you guys when you do come to to London on the 30th, you know, as I said. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get to meet you guys backstage just to, you know, just to, just to really to see you guys. But as I said, I, I really appreciate the music you guys have just put, you're putting out. Um, appreciate it, you, brother. It, it's really, and it, all, and it all worked out too, man, because I, I was supposed to do another thing and they were trying to, you know, that's why I was really trying to like, trying to do it, but it all worked out that they rescheduled. So it's all perfect, man. So it's all, it's all good, man. We're good on that too. Yeah. I appreciate it. And and I actually will, we'll, we'll probably reach out to Dante later as well, just to, you know, to, yep. for people to get his side of stuff. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. Sure.
but sure. I, I, I appreciate it. So once I, I speak to him, then I'll put this stuff out within the next two weeks. So it then builds up to, to really get you, you guys' album going out. But I appreciate the yeah, time man. and stuff, you know. <laughs> For sure, brother. Any, you know, London is, a, is like, a, we had, we spent a lot of time, you know, over there. We, you know, we came in a lot of visits to London. So, and I got a lot of family over there. So it's, it's, it's it, we had a lot of great experiences. Our first international experiences going to London was like, wow, you know what I mean? The hair and the accent and all that stuff. So it's like, <laughs> you know, we we love the UK, man. So it's it's always love, man. It's always, we're always going to make time for our fans and our supporters over there. So Yeah, and, 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 and we'll be happy to see that you guys are still putting us. Some, as I said, I love that. I love congratulations. I love the fact that it's, it's a positive song and, and there was no twist to it. And, and you know, that we, we don't normally get stuff like that. So, as I said, I just appreciate the, the stuff that you're doing um, and, you and, so much, and, and the quality of the music and the videos. So you're not cutting corners. So that's, that's the, you know, most of guys are touring, but are not really putting out new music because it's like, yeah, what's the point? They're focusing yeah. on the tour money. But it, 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 I guess for the fans, you know, they'd be wondering, what's the incentive of actually putting out new music? Is it because you expect to make streaming money from it or is it just because you have so much in you that you need to get out? doesn't matter. What's what's real? the real motive? Uh, I mean, the motive is the fans, you know what I mean? And there's there's fans that, that is supporting the new music, you know what I mean, that streaming it. And so, um, you know, it's like, it's like Stevie Wonder. Like right now in my streaming catalog, I got his whole catalog. I stream his whole catalog. Hmm. That's that's why we doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You like, so he's going, you know what I mean? So if I got a, you know, if we get a million people streaming our catalog, we fine with that. You know what I mean? And yeah. we, we got a few million fans that we need to get back. It's a lot of people that don't even know we back on Instagram. Don't even know. We, I didn't even know y'all had an album out. You know what I mean? So yeah. platforms like yours, man, that's why your platform is so important and platforms like yours because this is a way that we reach people now because not everybody's listening to the radio now. Not everybody's, you know yeah. what I mean, plugged into, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's different. Like the whole industry is different now. So it's like things could be popping that you don't even know about. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. stuff going viral that I'm missing out. Oh, that went viral? Oh, yeah. It just went past, went past me. Like, you know what I mean? So uh, that's the world we live in. And so it's like you just got to get as much platforms to let people know and um, we, you know we're gonna get these out, but also, you know we we are into again, like I said, movies and stuff like that. We've got a lot of things that we're working on to bring uh, media and music together. So we you know we're gonna be telling our or singing our songs visually, you know what I mean? So so that our fans can enjoy a visual experience, you know, and more of that. So a lot more to come, man. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, we'll so on that when we get to that bridge. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. We gonna have a lot more to talk to. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, but I, as I said, I'll I'll hit up uh, Dante later to 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 get his time and stuff. But appreciate it. You know, uh, I'm gonna make sure people make sure they focus and um, get uh, congratulations to number one. It's it's a it's an inspirational, beautiful song. So yes, yeah, it's it is. Thank a beautiful you so song. much, brother, for your yeah. time, man, and really trying to push us and and uh, support the brand, man. That means the world to us brother i mean that's the right that's why we're here you yeah know what I mean? so <laughs> yeah. thank you again man that, that means a lot to us brother so appreciate yeah. you wanting to have us on the platform and, um, i've been doing it for a year though you know i started 
I, I started with your manager and he, he said, yeah, don't worry. Put me in touch with Ray. Uh, and it's been hard getting it. So o- over a year, I've been trying to get you guys on. So it's, it's uh, so I had oh to, my God. So I had to go That's direct crazy. to you. Yeah. So it's been a year since, yeah, since I started doing mm. this. So, um, and then that, yeah, but I, as I said, it's, it's good now. At least I've gone used and I get down to and, 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 but I'm glad now because I love the. I'm sorry, man. I, I wish we were both on here, man. We, we wanted to do a proper, a proper situation to have us both on there where we can do something at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, it's, I think, I think that's, this is good. You we know, get you got, two for you one. Got a lot more information to do. Yeah. Yeah. We get two for we one. Get I a mean, lot more information to do yeah. But anyway, I'll let you go. And um, as I said, um, I'll, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, appreciate you, everything. <laughs> All right. Thanks, David. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel, but most importantly, to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview. Loads to come, but thanks a lot for watching.